With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. 630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad. home for breaking news on your favorite teams. This is Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Brought to you by James H. Brown and Associates, Alberta Injury Lawyers, the heavy hitters of injury law. Hey folks, what's going on? In the first period, no score between the Red Wings and the Jets. The Capitals lead the Lightning 2-1. Coming up later, the Tentacle team takes on St. Louis, Vancouver at Vegas, and it's going to be Calgary up against the Anaheim Ducks. He'll skate down that left side, in over the Oilers line, drops it, burns, shot, oh, glove saved, and Smith will poke it to center, a breakaway, McDavid scores! Connor McDavid on the long pass from Mike Smith! What a finish last night in San Jose. The Oilers get their fifth consecutive victory. Didn't have a lot going for most of the night, but Nuge tied it shorthanded. And then a magic moment in the extra session. Smith saves, gets the assist. McDavid finishes, of course, to extend his point streak to 14. And the Oilers inch closer to a playoff spot. Sports Club Stats, the site I like following, now has them at 91.6% to make the postseason. As we welcome to Inside Sports, powered by Sentinel Storage, Shop Canadian, Store Canadian, try four weeks free. Visit sentinelstorage.ca. Former NHL goaltender, now broadcaster, Kelly Rudy. Check it in. Kelly, what did you think of that play, my friend? That's one of the best uh, passes I've ever seen from a goaltender. Not only, well, first of all, let's start with the uh, the rush itself and the save. That was a, just a tremendous save. Uh, Mike Smith was uh, incredible all night, uh, in particular in the third period. And, and I'm sure you guys have talked about uh, the big saves he made late in the third. But that was a, a great glove save off Brent Burns. And I kind of thought that was going to be the end of the play. And uh, much to my surprise, he was on top of it. He is way ahead of anybody else on the ice and that that beautiful backhand pass how he led McDavid just perfectly just enough in front of Brent Burns um, and I, I like I said I don't know if I can recall a better pass from a goaltender um, and and I'm not surprised as Mike Smith for him to have the wherewithal to recognize that uh, it was a three on two by the Sharks um, and that he had the ability to not not only make that play, but how perfect that pass was, how perfectly he led McDavid was just a thing of beauty. That that may go down as one of the plays I will never forget from a goaltender. 
Well, I, I like how you put that because I think that's a standout play from this season. I, I was talking to Jay Lynn before I, yeah. I came on and I said, in a game that for most of the evening I was struggling to think what play Rob and I were going to talk about on overtime open line, all of a sudden it was obvious and uh, that's that's going to be up there probably one of the top five plays of the years for plays of the season for the Oilers. I mean, McDavid I obviously agree. had the incredible rush against the Rangers, but that's, you know, yeah. once to like, like, what, four seconds after Oilers fans probably have their hearts in their throats that Burns is going to win it, and, and four seconds later they celebrate victory. Yes. And I, I was watching the highlights on Sportsnet just before the show, and I did a freeze frame of the crowd reaction, and there's Oilers yeah. fans standing and a couple of Sharks fans looked pretty angry, but a lot, a lot of their faces, they almost had that resigned grin on their face. Kind of like, how do you stop that? If, if the goalie gets it up to the best one-on-one -on -one player in the league, like, what are you going to do about it? And Sharks fans are pretty knowledgeable, right? They've had that team for a long time, and there's quite a, a strong youth hockey program in around the San Jose area in Northern California. And so they know when they've witnessed something special, right? It's not as though you're uh, you're surprising these fans and they're like, what really happened? Oh, they're, they were fully aware of it. And that's why I think just put it in the context of, you know, the playoff rush around the corner, the playoffs are three weeks from now, um, the importance of that save, everything in the context of it just puts it at an entirely different level than a regular save and a goalie pass uh, in regulation. That uh, that was an overtime puts an exclamation point on it for me. All right, I, I got a trivia question for you, and then I'm going to ask you to tell a story, hopefully. Who do you think has more career assists, you or Mike Smith? Well, I'm going to have to say Mike Smith, but I don't know. And I, I don't even know how many I have. I think I have something like 15 or 20. Is that about right? I don't know. You're close, and it is close, but Mike has edged you out. You have uh, you had 16 career assists in the NHL. Mike Smith is now up to 20. So he's just slightly edged you out. But I, I'm wondering, do you have a favorite assist from your career or offensive play that you got involved in as a goaltender? I'm glad you add offensive play because um, I don't recall many of my assists. Listen, as a goaltender, uh, there are very few plays like Mike Smith for an assist, right? Most times, uh, and I'm not trying to be just hit the play goal and had some assist in the National Hockey League as a goalie, but oftentimes you're just setting it up behind your net. Some incredibly swift skating defenseman picks it up and rushes down the ice and passes to somebody and they bury it and somehow you get an assist, right? It's, it, usually it's not something spectacular. Last night was spectacular, but the one play that really stands out to me in my career, um, it was game six of the 93 Patrick Division Finals. We're playing Vancouver. We have a 3-2 series lead. And Vancouver, in this game, in the second period, with about six minutes left, I'm going to say, in the second period, they have a 2-1 lead. Um, and then they take a, pe a penalty. So one man in the box. Keep in mind, it's the second period, so they have the long change. And I recognize that. And they cleared the ice, or the puck down the ice. I raced out 
at least to the top of the circle. And before they could make a full change, I fired the pack up, uh, the puck up to some one of my teammates. They got caught for too many men on the ice, so we had a two-man advantage, and we scored two uh, uh, power play goals on that. Yari, Scurry, uh, Yari Curry scored to tie, tie it up at 2-2, and then Thomas Sandstrom scored on the uh, same power play, and we went ahead 3-2, and we won the game 5-3. And Pat Quinn, the coach of Vancouver at the time, said that was by far the turning point in the game and the series. And so I was awfully proud of that play. But having said that, I have to give some credit to Wayne Gretzky because <clears throat> always, especially in the second period, and I still don't know why goaltenders don't do this more often in today's NHL. In the second period with the teams with the long change, if they're killing a penalty, Wayne would tell me, come out at least 15 feet outside your, your crease. And if at all possible, chase down that puck that they've just iced and as quickly as possible, fire it back up. Now, we may catch them on a bad change, or we may catch them with too many men or what have you. We just might get a great scoring opportunity. So that was Wayne's idea to me, and so that's another example of how he thought the game differently. He even thought of ways me as a goaltender playing the puck could help us. Yeah, I, I like how you brought that up. All those little details, right? Those little things that yeah. players try to remember during the game. I, do you remember when the Oilers fired Akins and then Mac T actually kind of coached for about a week before Todd Nelson sure. took over. Yeah. And I remember Matt, they were working yeah. on a drill in practice and Mac T said, when we're changing, always yeah. dump the puck into the corner on the same side as the other team's bench. So right. they have to bring it up the wall. That's more crowded. They don't have an open half of the rink to try to spring a three on two or a two on one or something like just little details, right? That you, when you're watching, yeah. you might not think that a team even thought yeah. about it, but they do think about stuff like that. 100%. And it's those small little details that not only can put a player in the National Hockey League or a coach in the National Hockey League, but may extend their time simply because they're on top of it more than other people. Okay, I'm going to ask you a short question here. The Oilers play the Kings tomorrow. The uh, Kings played the Flames a couple of days ago. Really good game, and the Flames hung on for the victory. I, I thought uh, I thought that was an awesome game to watch. So here's my, my short and sweet question. How dangerous are the Los Angeles Kings? Be very wary. They are they're terrific. Uh, Todd McClellan has done an amazing job. And by the way, so has the entire organization of the Kings. Was it, I think it was three years ago, where they were rated, they had the highest uh, number of prospects um, coming up through their system. And it's it's all really bearing fruit right now. I just, I love their young players. And uh, this is a team coached by Todd and his staff that they get maximum effort out of everybody. They play a really disciplined style, as he said, that's going back to when uh, they were winning their Stanley Cups. Checking is in their DNA, so you don't have to convince them of that. Uh, and I just really like this team. And by the way, it's a team that you probably won't know a lot of members, right? You, you've got to really do your research and look at your roster to uh, figure out some of these guys. There was a game or a stretch, excuse me. I was talking to Luke Robitaille when he was in town uh, last week on that Western Canadian swing, and he said, we had a little stretch there where our top six defensemen that we have rated in our organization were not in the lineup, and, and they were still getting points. Like That tells you everything about the commitment uh, by those uh, the players in the lineup 
And by the way, they've got some incredible players like Andre Kopitar that continues to be one of the best at his craft. His overall game, he was just tremendous last Thursday uh, when they played Calgary, and he was even better on Tuesday, uh, or excuse me, Monday when they played uh, the, the Flames in L.A. Yeah, I like how you put that checking is in their DNA and it's a, uh, you know, it's the most likely first round matchup for the Oilers at this point. We'll see if the standings change, but yeah, that that would be a, a really tough yeah. test for sure, as anybody is at, at this time of year, yeah. but uh, just That's right. a lot, lot of storylines, Woody and Todd and yeah. all that kind of stuff. Okay, yeah. um, Rob and I talk about this periodically. We had a caller call in after the game and talk about the Hart Trophy. I do not vote. Uh, Rob Brown does not vote. I don't think you vote. So we're purely doing it for fun. The people who do vote uh, rank their top five, you know, from priority one through five. Uh, I mean, I'm pushing Roman Yossi because the guy's going to get 100 points as a defenseman. And I don't care that they have their own trophy. Goudreau might be plus 60 something by the end of the year. Oh, by the way, yeah. there's two guys in Edmonton who are pretty good, and I'm not even listing all, all the candidates like Matthews and Huberto and, and, and guys like that. Uh, fun race. Uh, what, like, what, are, what are some of your thoughts? I'm leaning towards McDavid again. Uh, you know, he is one of the, the rare guys in the league that uh, you can say uh, – Seriously, every game brings people out of their seats. And there might be rushes, including that rush last night uh, with a minute to go in the first period where I honestly get up off the couch and go walk a little bit closer to the TV and I rewind it a few times because it's just amazing. And and there are not a lot of players like that. But I, So I would probably lean towards McDavid. Uh, as you mentioned, Huberto, Dreisaitl, Johnny, um, Matthews. I'm going to go Matthews is in the race, and I'm going to go with Yossi because, for your, to your point, I think he might get close to 100 or might break 100, and he's at 19 goals. And when we interviewed Yossi at the All-Star game in Vegas, one of the things I brought up is about his uh, incredibly consistent amount of goals he scores every year. And I said, but it looks as though you might get 20 this year and his eyes just lit up because he said that's something to me that has always been really important because if you look out throughout the history of the game, the amount of defensemen that score 20 or more, that's a pretty small list. And he goes, I'd really like to be on that list. So I would agree with your assessment of the season he's having. Yeah, that's uh, that's awesome. I like how you tell that. Okay, Kelly, I, I know you got to keep an eye on the Flames tonight. They're starting in about, uh, I guess, an hour and 40 minutes against the Ducks, a yep. team they, they should be able to jump on. So we'll see if they're able to get another victory there tonight. Really appreciate it, buddy. We'll talk to you next week. Okay, thanks, Reed. Take care, pal. That is Kelly Rudy on Inside Sports, powered by Sentinel Storage. Shop Canadian, store Canadian, try four weeks free. Visit sentinelstorage.ca. We got uh, Oil Kings defenseman Luke Prokop coming up. More chat about the Oilers, specifically with a focus on goaltending, and a lot of it is... When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 
uh, positive numbers I'm going to throw out there tonight. It's Inside Sports on Chet. Back in a couple minutes. I appreciate you tuning in tonight. We have an Oilers game tomorrow here on 630. Chad Furnace Family, Oilers Hockey. It'll be a 7 o'clock face-off show and then puck drop at 8.30. Oilers at Kings. So we'll do an hour of inside sports from 6 to 7. It is April 6th and it is the four-year anniversary of a very tragic and sad day in our country. And I say our country, not just our hockey community, because it obviously became something that... um, that reached far beyond people who uh, just followed the sport of hockey. And you know what I'm talking about? That is the Humboldt Broncos bus crash. I remember doing inside sports that night and started seeing mentions on Twitter that, that something had happened and thinking, okay, you know, I'm, I'm very reluctant just to go with something the first time I read it. Um, You know, I don't want to react to things like that. I don't want to create uh um, you know, fear or sensationalize things. But as as obviously the night progressed, it, it, it was apparent that something had happened. And I remember finally talking about it in the context of I'm in a radio studio in Edmonton. Something has happened in, you know, northern Saskatchewan. Um, and I'm probably seeing a lot of the same things you are. But, uh, but certainly I remember getting the sense throughout the course of the show that this was a very tragic situation. And, of course, 16 people lost their lives. 13 others were injured. And it's, it, it's something that's always going to be remembered in, their, in our country. It's going to have ripple effects for, for a long, long time. Um, you know, I, I got to interview uh, Ryan, one of the survivors, uh, the other night on the face-off show. Uh, I think he was on Bob's show as well. Uh, you know, in our community, uh, Chris Joseph, the former Edmonton oiler lost his son Jackson in the crash. He's, you know, he's spoken about, um, the aftermath and, and, uh, the healing and, um, talking with with other families other parents who are are going through a lot of pain themselves and and so many words come to mind when i think about the humble broncos bus crash uh, pain being one of them loss tragedy all those types of words and i think they're all relevant but i also think there are other words that are very relevant when, when you talk about this four years later i think courage is one that comes to mind when you talk about the survivors of the crash and the families and friends and loved ones of the survivors, I think compassion is, is definitely um, another word. And quite frankly, to make it really simple, I think love is another word. And, um, you know, the, the, those that are, were lost in the crash are loved, are remembered. And I think that now the the survivors of the crash and and I, I guess I kind of include not just those who were um, in in the bus and survived it, but the 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 people, the families and friends of of those who you know are are surviving in their own way. I it's it's a pain. I think they're never going to stop feeling. But there's also been a lot of how do we take this forward? How do we help other people who have gone through similar tragedies or loss in their life? Um, 
you know, Ryan, who I had on the show, uh, you know, has this foundation going, working with para-athletes and, and uh, trying to be an inspiration to people. So those are just some of my thoughts on the crash uh, four years later. Thanks for listening. I, I know it's probably been on your mind at some point today as well. This is Inside Sports on 630 Chat. Six thirty, Chad. Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins, weekdays at six on Six Thirty, Chad.